Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Oh my god, hi! Hello. <laughs> Sorry, can you tell I'm excited to be back? No, not really. Hello, and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion what? Podcast with your hosts. Elliot. And Damla. I mean, how was your Christmas break, babe? Christmas was Christmasing. Um, I got lots of Doctor Who things. As per standard, yep. um, it was my birthday week before it, so I think we can. I think we'd finished recording before that as well. So it was it was nice. It was like a nice extended time away. But I've missed this. I missed you. How are you? I've missed this. I I missed you. I'm good. I'm good, babe. I'm good. Um, I'll be honest. I feel like this year, the Christmas this year just wasn't the same. Like I feel like I just didn't feel that festive this year. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, do you know who saved the day once again? Russell T Davis. Russell. There's lots of lots of people this year, and I'm not calling anybody out. There were lots of people I saw on like some people on Twitter on Christmas Day being like, yeah, oh, it's not Christmas Day without an episode of Doctor Who. But then there were lots of people being like, it's not New Year's Day without an episode of Doctor Who. Wrong. Wrong. You've got the wrong opinion there. It's only been that for three years. It's all about Christmas Day, baby, and we got fed. So be quiet. We got fed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, where's the lie? So like... if you like the New Year's Day specials, not the episodes themselves, but the idea of specials coming out on New Year's Day, um, I fucking despise you. No, please. Yes. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, we... No... Look, look. It was it was a nice surprise. If you're unaware of what we're talking about, which would be strange. Um, on 
Christmas Eve while I was chowing down on some brie. Uh, looked up my phone, like most of you probably did, and saw on all Doctor Who social media a clip of um, Neil Patrick Harris saying, Worldwide premiere! And then it was like, tomorrow, coming tomorrow. And I thought for a hot fucking second that Russell was going to pull a, pull a Taylor Swift and just bring out like an album, like the way she brought out an album like the next day without even warning anybody, and that we were going to get the first special on Christmas. I was like, oh my God, we're getting an episode tomorrow. I'm not mentally prepared for this. But then you look at the schedule on BBC One and you're like, but there's literally no space for it. Like, obviously that's not going to happen. But I had that thought for a second. It, it's... It's nice to like indulge for a second, though, isn't it? It's like um, we had the same discussion about it, where I was like, "That they keep." I was like, "There's that one press release where they say November 2023, but everything else they keep saying 2023." I was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if like the first episode was a New Year's Day special to keep in line with the others?" I was like, "It's definitely not happening, but wouldn't it be cool?" And it's like fun to sort of like, yeah have that speculation. But you know, it, it, we got a trailer instead, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine because it fed me. But all I'll say is all day I was waiting for it. Like I couldn't actually enjoy my Christmas day. I couldn't actually enjoy my Christmas day because I was waiting for this trailer to come on and nobody knew what time it was coming on. And then all of a sudden on Twitter, they were like, it's going to be after Strictly. And it was like, oh my God, what? Uh, you had to wait until whatever time it was, like half five, half five, something like that. And no one watches like six, yeah. Christmas Strictly because why would you? Um, oh, come on. I know people who watch Strictly. I love Strictly. Christmas strictly pointless. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I made a deal. I made a deal with. I was with my parents. I made a deal with them where to do something incredibly inane in the evening. I told them that we had to watch the Doctor Who trailer. But yeah, no, this episode is just going to be kind of like how we did with the Power of the Doctor. We're just going to do a trailer breakdown episode. I know it's a bit of a short one coming back because we've actually gotten a few messages asking where we've been, which was really sweet like i didn't think anyone would miss us that much but uh, quite a few of you let us know which is really sweet but also um, check the social yeah check, check instagram guys listen <laughs> listen to what i'm saying instagram i've said this before we both said this before in i'm not telling you off by though it sounds like i'm telling you off i'm not but instagram is where the news is at when you want updates anything like that like instagram is where we're active on that front twitter isn't a space that we really like to be on as much because do i need to explain in TikTok is just too video focused. It doesn't really reach anyone. And Instagram is just, I feel like the perfect place to do it. And that's why we do it there. But yeah, so any updates you want on the podcast, if you want to get in touch, if you want to like know what's going on, Instagram is the place to be. Okay. Link in the show notes. What was the point I was making? <laughs> just what we were doing. We're going to do, like we said, we're not going to read any emails. We're not going to do any like intro-y kind of stuff. We're just going to go straight into talking about the episode. We just want to get back into it. Give you a little what? A pair of teeth. A pair of teeth, exactly. Um, so, what was your Elliot? Let me ask you first. What was your immediate reaction to this trailer? Because I had, I mean, of course we had thoughts, but like I was just like, um, you know, hmm. I don't know. It's hard. Oh, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> No, I know. I don't want. I don't want to sound negative because it's not negative because I have nothing negative to say about the trailer. But I'd say, I'd say, broadly, underwhelmment. Because it's just, it's just a teaser. It's just an extended version of the teaser that we got at the end of Power of the Doctor, which is fine. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. But it means that like it didn't blow my mind and shift my perspective about my excitement for the sixtieth. My excitement level hasn't increased with this new trailer. It is just the same level of where it was after Power of the Doctor. 
TBH. Sorry, yeah. TBH. TBH, yeah. I agree with you, actually. I mean, it didn't... I don't think it underwhelmed me, but it didn't add more excitement to how excited I, I am. If I you know wasn't I mean. underwhelmed, I wasn't overwhelmed. I was whelmed. Whelmed, yeah, exactly. Sufficiently whelmed. Um, um, I think the thing that excited me the most is that Miriam Margulies is going to be in Doctor Who. And I know that's not been confirmed yet, guys, but here's the gag, right? I've listened to that woman's audiobook for about 14 hours. It's a 14-hour audiobook. It's a very long biography she brought out. Um, if you haven't read her biography, what you're doing, it's so good. Um, and I listened to the audiobook of it last year now, because we're now in 2023. What? Um, and I know that woman's voice, and that she is playing Beep the Meep. I'm I'm just I'm just saying. Which like is iconic. It's it's so iconic. I'm just thinking of her saying, um you know, oh yeah, well you know, I saw I saw him and you know, I wasn't expecting it to be a crossover and I sort of said, Yeah, well done, you've got a hell of a job on your hands. What I really wanted to say was fuck you. Fucking bastard. But you can't say that. No, or when she's like, hang on, my favourite is um don't get married. Fuck till you drop and then just Buy a house. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Wonderful lady. Very wonderful lady. Um, but yeah, she is 1 million percent playing Beep the Meep. There is no doubt in my mind about that. And if I'm wrong, then that's embarrassing. But I doubt I am. No, I, I at first, I don't think... It didn't come out iconic enough when Beep says whatever it says in the trailer. But I, I would... Monsters. I would bet money on it. Monsters. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see Beep the Meep. I mean, I wasn't very familiar with... What's it called? Um, You know, the comics. Me either, but I've now, unfortunately, digested a lot of information about them, and the story's actually really cool. Which, okay. which I will not spoil, because it will probably spoil more than likely an episode of the 60th anniversary for everybody. But Beep the Meep and the Wrath Warriors are cool characters. Yeah, because they're in the trailer as well, aren't they? Big old insects. With big claws. Alonzi. Alonzi. Right, here's the thing. As always, Twitter is going to Twitter and people just like to be negative because here's the thing. This wasn't an episode. This wasn't giving much away because it's a what? A teaser. And people were already having things to say about it. And it's like, you actually genuinely don't have a foot to stand on because it's like, people are like, oh, Russell's just rehashing the stuff he's already done. And it's like, just because... David Tennant uttered the words Alon Z. It does not mean it's a rehashing of like, like, what are you talking about? Do you know what a trailer is? It's, it's marketing. Marketing is a thing to pull an audience in. What's going to pull audiences in? Things that are reminiscent of things that they like. And that's what he said a lot during his era. Cat- you know what I mean? They all have catchphrases. Nine has Fantastic. Ten has Alon Z. Eleven has Geronimo. Thirteen has Brilliant. 12 has Clara. I don't really, I don't know. He doesn't really, Clara. He doesn't really have anything. Not all. Not all. I just want to, I just want to say, like, I think people, people are rightly and wrongly wary of um, fan service, but I think we've got to such a weird point where no one knows what fan service is and isn't anymore. Um, so, like, the Tenth Doctor being in a costume that's reminiscent of his costume is not fan service it is integral to the character if it was like a late in the day sequel and like I don't know David Tennant had died and they brought him back to life with CGI but a new doctor 
found his coat buried at like the bottom of a fucking well and put it on while like a moody that that's fan service because it makes no sense but this is just this is who the character is it's fine like you know and a, a little a little level of fan service is fine that's what every anniversary special is is like yeah just fan service to a certain point as long as it serves the story who cares get over yourself no but like i completely agree with you because like there's a reason why david tennant comes back quite a bit in this show because sorry he is the most popular doctor to come out of the show that's just a fact like he is the most popular actor to come out of the show seemingly the only person who's just willing to come back because he loves it he loves doing it and i'm sorry he's a wonderful actor he him and russell make magic together and quite frankly if you have an issue with that then get fucked i, I don't know what to say like if you if you are going to roll your eyes hearing the words alon z then get fucked like genuinely get fucked and no one complained when patrick Troughton came back three times no but four times literally literally like i just do you know what people just right actually, sorry I do, i'm not trying to get i actually do think that's a really interesting parallel though where the second doctor of their respective run of Doctor Who's Patrick Jackman being the original second Doctor, David Tennant being the second of the revival, are the actors who will come back and do all of the anniversary specials because they just love the show and they're never actually gone forever. And it's interesting. I think it's interesting as well. But like, do you know what it is for me, right? For me? For you. The first for me for you of the year. Oh, oh my god. Um anyway. When I love something, I'm just glad I have it full stop so uh, what i'm trying to say is i'm a really humble and grateful person um i (laughs) i just don't understand why people have to be so hateful because you know i thought i'd see so much more positivity and because i'm on quite a nice corner of the internet thank god but twitter has i mean twitter's always been quite a negative space and as of the last two three months it's become nearly mostly negative space i don't really go on it anymore to be really honest um but like i remember when the trailer came out i was like oh let me converse with my fellow community and what i mean by that is just watch everyone tweet about it because i'm too scared to get involved um and it's just so many people chatting the most utter shit it's like it's literally not that deep it's actually not that deep like Oh, you know, uh, Donna is going to die if she remembers the Doctor, but is she going to, though? <laughs> and it's like, what, what, what are you talking about? Because you don't know what's going to happen yet. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the scenario. <laughs> People are preempting, and I don't like that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like if it comes out and you don't like them, fine, right? But also, you know, you're trying to sort of... See, it's not just people going, I didn't like the trailer, which would be fine. It's people trying to sort of pick holes of logic into something that is a minute long and is designed to not tell you anything about the story. Um, yes. It's kind of insane. Um, I think this problem, though, with Twitter, especially Doctor Who Twitter, is everybody just scrambles to have the best hot take, and most of your hot takes are bad. Oh, yeah. No, I've never seen a good hot take about Doctor Who. Except yours. Your hot takes are pretty good. Yeah, I don't tweet them, though. And just fling them out into the world like so much. I'm not going to say the word. No. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say it. No, don't say it. Don't say it. But speaking of people overanalyzing something, now, 
I was debating not to bring this up. We were debating not to bring this up. But I do think it's necessary because this is the biggest thing that's come out of it, which is just... Uh... So Donna... We will go through bits of the trailer, by the way. We just want to get the discussion out of the way first. Donna points at 14 and goes, skinny man. And then Sylvia's like, no, you can't see him. He's not there, you know. And then people on Twitter were like, that's really, like, problematic. You can't say that. And it's like, what? (laughs) Like, what, what what are you saying? What do, what do you mean? Um, the word skinny is like, uh, inherently a bigoted term, don't you know? This is the thing. If you've been offended by something, that is your prerogative. That is your right. I can't tell you not to feel offended by something. That's not who I... I can't. I physically can't do that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, thin shaming does sort of exist, but in such a sort of specific and harmful way that just someone calling someone else skinny doesn't really meet that criteria like you know it it, there is a line where that can cross over into being insensitivity and i do understand that and i understand why there are people who would be sensitive to that and that's fine but my problem is is that that's not what that is um you know it's 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 and there are still lots of ways to go you know there are lots of things beyond people's control that we haven't like gotten over yet about sort of joking about and you know i'm a very tall individual and you know society is not built for me public transport is not accessible to me uh flights are not really accessible to me um lots of things are not accessible to me and also um it seems to be the only thing that people can point out about me as an individual and it's frustrating but also if someone was called tall man i would not find that upsetting like it's just a bit sort of, uh, I don't know. I'm also, it's not an assassination of who you are. It's a point. It's intention is important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand, like I said, why people have drama around that word, and I get it, and that is valid. But to th- there's a difference between saying um, I've had an issue with things like disordered eating or something like that, and you know, and that is totally valid because it's a horrible thing to go through and you know how your family and others around you might react to that is totally valid but also to then it's to, it's the people who then go one step beyond to insinuate that Russell T Davis hates people with eating disorders because he's used the word skinny in a script it's insanity as always Elliot you say everything with way more grace and purpose than I could ever say that's literally what I'm trying to say yeah yes. and I also think yes. my final my final word on the thing anyway would be that um it's a comment directly about David Tennant's body, and if he is fine with that, then he's fine with that. David Tennant would not have to have that in the script if he didn't want that in the script. He's a very rich and very powerful and influential man, and if he didn't feel comfortable being called skinny, he would ask not to be called skinny. He is fine with it. Let him crack on. Like, him and Russell are really good friends. Like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just not something I just don't. What, what, what are you doing, Twitter? God's sake. Um, it's all about your opinion at the end of the day, baby. And you just got to enjoy what you want to enjoy and try not to personally smear people. Who've done nothing to you. What what we have on this podcast that the rest of the internet doesn't have is nuance. And if we believe yes. something, we will argue about it, even if someone else disagrees with it, because it's important to have a discussion. But you know, exactly. Twitter sucks. We we just want it. Last night I make on it is this podcast. I think one of the reasons why I love it so much, like being part of this with you and having the community that we've grown, which is lovely is that this podcast is a safe space. It is, I feel like it is anyway. I feel like that's what me and Elliot have tried to cultivate for the last few months. Um, and we are open to discussion about everything. And we're not, we're not saying we're right in any way, shape or form. We're just saying what we think is right in terms of what the right thing to say. And like, we want to have people's backs. We never want to exclude anyone except if you're a dick um <laughs> do you know what i mean so like what i'm trying to say is because i can't use words um this is a safe space and we just want everyone to feel included and we don't like people being horrible that's the what i'm trying to say you know for sure for sure but anyway moving on to something that's completely unrelated david tennant wearing eyeliner yeah oh my god david tennant wearing glasses oh my god David Tennant in those tortoiseshell glasses, which have been identified, and I was tempted to get a new prescription just to wear them because they're fucking nice. That that is my sexuality. No, but genuinely, okay. So there's a person on Instagram. We'll link them in the show notes. They're called Doctor Who Collector, and they cosplay some of the doctors, and they are really specific with their um, identification of cosplay outfits and things like that and accessories. And they did a whole post on it. Um, so we'll link them in the show notes. But yeah, the the glasses, the eyeliner, the spiky hair. I, okay, right. Question, question. Yes, yes. Tell me what you think about me. Um, uh, <laughs> um <sighs> Lord. Okay, what what was what was your? Uh, this is something we'd usually do for the wrap up, but it's not a normal episode. So, what was your favorite moment from the trailer? Standout moment? Anything that made you gag? Yeah, like, oh my god, I'm going to be sick. No, I'm joking. Um, David Tennant in glasses. I know that sounds really bad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm lying, I'm lying. Um, no, that did gag me. Like, I was gagged, darling. Um, it was um, Donna and the Doctor hugging. Oh, yeah. Uh, Donna Noble. Donna Noble gagged me. That's what gagged me. Catherine Tate. Here's the thing. I'm going to say one thing quickly, and I'm not going to elaborate anymore because I don't want to make a discussion out of this. When I say I've supported Catherine Tate from day one, I've watched nearly everything she's ever done since like 2006. I love Catherine Tate so much. And I just love seeing her in more stuff. Continue. I just wanted to say that. 
massive Catherine Tate stan. Yeah, her yeah her delivery when she talks about having something special. Lovely. Is yeah. Off. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What's what's my about. what's my favorite moment? Yeah. What, what's yours? Yeah. What's yours? Yeah. Uh, for um for me, and for I think you? actually this is more for me. Um, <clears throat> for me, oh, I've lost it. It's been too long over Christmas. Oh no. For me. For you. It's raining on your end, is it? So sorry. Yeah, I can hear it, but I don't think it's picking up on the mic, but there we are. Anyways, my favourite moment, hands down, probably only in retrospect, is seeing Shooty again, but... Oh, yes. Seeing Shooty again, not only because I love Shooty, um, it's because there was that interview with Rusty Davis where he revealed that that background of like grey clouds is fake because yes. the real location would spoil too much about what's happening. Yes. And yes. that is exciting to me on a very visceral level. Yes, me too. I love it when ah. people do shit like that, when they fake backgrounds and it's great. fake cuts and things to make things look like they're one scene, but they're not one scene. Oh, reminds me of... Um, do you remember uh, the final proper trailer for The uh, Last Jedi, where they cut together that shot of like Ray sat by a campfire and then... like. Kylo Ren with his like hand extended out by fire to make it look like he was offering his like him her hand in that scene, but they're like two yeah. completely different takes from the film. So smart. Do you know what my favorite is? Mm. In Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part Two, um, when Voldemort is walking on the floor barefoot, disgusting by the way, just so gross. Um, and in the trailer, they edited out the pool of blood that he was walking in. Smart. Oh my god. And I know that sounds really shit, but like genuinely, oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's the best laugh ever committed to screen. No, my favourite is just, I can touch you now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love when trailers are manipulated and changed. I think that's really cool. Um, Yasmin Finney yeah. giving as always stunning icon. icon. Love, love her so much. Um, Beep the Meep looks so cute. Very, very glad they didn't have any Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, because that would have made me sob uncontrollably. Yeah, I'm ready for the November gut punch. It's going to be so interesting to see how Donna is going to be involved in this world again without her brain going to mush. Like, I'm just excited to see. I'm not going to judge it until I know. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, and honestly, even if it's, even if it just kind of disregards itself, I'm fine with that. I mean, end of time, basically disregarded everything anyway. Yeah, I feel like, do you know what I think might happen? I think this is not the Donna we know. I think something like that is happening. I I still, I would still bet money on it being a toy maker plot. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's good, that's good like um, I, I think I've seen some people sort of say, you know, like if cause she's an incredibly important person, universally speaking. Yes. Um, that yeah, the toy maker might not actually be going after the doctor, but be going after Donna. Yes, this is true. Okay, that that's probably more plausible. That makes. Which I love. I'm just like the toy maker. Um, like the toy maker's definitely in it. Like she's going, oh, it's the toy maker. But yeah, who, whoever the villain is. 
Well, new Patrick Harris looks like he's serving. Like, I'm so excited to see. Like, I think he's got a musical number, you know. Like, you know when he throws the rose petals at the screen? That has to be a musical number. Well, I'm hoping it is. And, yeah, definitely also about Donna's daughter. Or Rose Tyler. Yes. Well, the thing is, it's like, with the whole Rose thing, I think the reason why Donna has named her child Rose, because obviously we know that, like, well, we don't know, but we know that Yasmin Finney is playing Donna's daughter. Like, we know that. Because we uh, overheard on set, they called each other, like, she called her mom and dad and, like, whatever. Like, you know, you know and, what I'm saying. And Sean Temple Noble, isn't there? In the trailer. Yeah, Sean Temple Noble. Yeah, exactly. I think the reason why Rose is called Rose is because, obviously, Donna knew Rose and that was a whole thing in Series 4. And I think that's, like, a subconscious memory of, like, oh, I like that name. That name's quite important. I want to use that name. I think that's why that's come up. Yeah, and again, I think there's a there's an assumption that it's just because Rusty Davis can't let Rose Tyler go, which uh, is just not the case. But also fair because I can't let Rose Tyler go either. No, same, especially especially in the episodes that we might be talking about soon. <laughs> Honest to God, guys, I'm sorry. We are both Rose stands first and foremost. I just I don't know what to say. Like a lot of people, just so people hate on rose what is your problem actually email in and let me know why do you not like rose i don't actually understand it like to me rose tyler is my girl that's my girl that's my bitch okay billy piper's my bitch rose tyler's my bitch they're my bitches okay i just don't understand i was gonna say as well in terms of how the episode looks i feel like already the visual like the the visuals are already looking so crisp Crisp. I, um, I, yeah, I, I like the, I like the look of it because for me, it actually, for me, um, for you, something an issue, and you know, I don't want to just you know, I have issues of every era, but one of the issues actually I have with the Chris Chibnall stuff is um, it's sort of desire to look like prestige TV, um, yes, and Doctor Who is not prestige TV, and I think you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting it to look visually stunning, but I think there's lots of times where I look at it and I go, eh, it doesn't scream Doctor Who to me, it screams like generic HBO kind of vibes um, and I understand yeah. a lot of people are very attached to that kind of visual look of the show but it never worked to me like I don't like I don't like its aspect ratio I don't like how yeah. it's shot and this it instantly looks a bit more I know it's weird to be like I want my I want it to look a bit cheaper and a bit more like TV but it does just yeah. look a bit more like TV well, and I like that do you remember when I messaged you recently because someone, and again, a lot of skill and talent went into this, so I'm not diminishing that whatsoever, but somebody did a 4K upscale of Ninth Doctor's Regeneration. Again, I could never, no one could ever, like that is so, like as someone who is not even a professional and doing that on their own at home, that is an amazing feat and really talented person. I just don't, I'm not interested. I need the grain, I need the pixelation, I need the yellow glow, I need it to look fucking cheap. Otherwise it's not hitting the same. That's I why I like, it's yeah. like when they... No, go on, go on. Yeah, like when people do the videos where they're like, what if what if every interior in, in Series 2 didn't have like everyone bathed in green light? And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't look as cool, in my opinion. And like, it's... Also, it does take away some of the text of the scene, right? There is a massive, giant, greeny blue column in the middle of that thing that would be throwing light over everybody. But also, it's just fun. It's just fun to have everybody like, you know, oh, our set looks kind of cheap and, you know, we don't have a way to make this look more dynamic. What should we do? Oh, just put a bunch of green gels over the lights. Come on, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's so fun. Yeah. 
I agree. And like, I think also it's like with the whole, I mean, actually we might, do you know what? We'll link it in the show notes. There's a really, really great little essay video about like why Buffy was ruined when they did the HD remasters of it. Um, and they made it widescreen and like now you can see loads of crew members on the side and it's all a fucking mess how I feel about that is what's represented in this essay video I'm going to link it in the show notes where we are Um, I just think we need to preserve what this show is and what it is is low budget TV but done well you know what I mean but obviously now the show has got like 10 million pound budgets which is amazing and I'm happy for everyone but like yeah I mean that's why I'm you know? glad that glad that the original series is all shot on videotape and that you can't to to coin a popular phrase, you can't polish a turd, you can't make videotape look any better than it does, unfortunately. Which some people would be really sad about that actually. I think that's kind of fun because it it means that you can upscale it to a point where it looks nicer, but you're never gonna be able to get rid of that inherent crap videotape quality, which just makes the show special. But Yeah, I think the yeah, the only thing that I would ever want to come out of series one which is kind of what they already did when they were putting it on Blu-ray for the first time a few years back, do you remember? Is where, like, they've upscaled it to make it look a bit nicer, but that's it. And that's fine with me. Like, yeah, okay, if you want to do an, a little premiere in the BFI of Parting of the Ways once the Ninth Doctor box set comes out, Lee Binding, I'm looking at you, not that you're in charge of it, but anyway. Yes, that's fine. Um, yeah. Petition I for just... the collector's box sets to do the new series, please. Yes, please. 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 And a wilderness and, year's yeah. one. Just do all of them. Just do all of them, and please. Thank wait you. Wait for animations. Yes. Well, that's a different conversation. But anyway, that's by the by. We're excited. Of course. Um, we will, I think, probably run up to the 60th later on this year. We will do, we will, the content is going to be coming right at you guys. It's going to be so fun. Um, I'm, ex- I'm um, just excited for it. Didn't Doctor Who Twitter account recently promise a new piece of, like, not necessarily, like, content about the anniversaries or, like, news, but they promised, like, a new piece of, like, original Doctor Who content every month? Well, yeah, so we will, you know, we will be talking about all of that kind of thing. Maybe not always in special episodes like this, but um, within episode recordings and, like, online. Again, follow us on socials um, if you want to hear our opinions. Because I think they're quite fun. Our opinions are nothing if not fun. And we're just going to go from strength to strength. Yes. But, um, yeah, so basically what we're saying is stream Doctor Who for clear skin. (laughs) Watch the 60th anniversary. Yeah, and stream this podcast and listen to this podcast for glowing, dewy skin. Yes. Do you want to be beautiful? Listen to this. Come on, you know you want to. Anywho... Thank you so much for listening, guys, to this episode. I know this is quite a weird, chaotic... I mean, they're always weird and chaotic, what am I talking about? But thank you so much for tuning in and bearing with us and being quite patient with us. You know, we just wanted to have a little bit of a break over Christmas and we're finally back. I'm excited to be back. Um, and we're going to have some really fun content coming your way. We are going to get back on track with Series 2. I know we've had a lot of special episodes recently. Nothing. We, I know some people have been waiting for us to get to these episodes, and we've been waiting as well. But next week, The Impossible Planet is coming right at you. Right in your ear holes. Right in there. It's a very. It's going to be a very, very special couple of episodes, and there's been no point in 
trying to do them when we're tired or firing off half cocks we want to deliver the best content to you so i promise it will have been worth the wait yes well and that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of come along bond a doctor discussion podcast hope you had fun i certainly tried <laughs> ha. Yeah. so if you like the show you can support us on patreon if you want to you don't have to but we would appreciate it of course if you do support us on Patreon, you'll get your name read out, like Lewis, Transgill, Aubrey, River, Bulldozer7113, Jason, Rebecca Johnson-Smith, and Abby Potts. They have all pledged to our only tier, which is the companion tier. It is £3 per month. For that, you get this wonderful shout-out on the show. Don't have the cash to throw around in our terrible economy. Of course, you can just support us by listening to us, presumably, which is what you're doing at the moment, subscribing, leaving us reviews, and also getting in touch with us via things like the email. That is comealongpondpod at gmail.com. Comments, questions, queries. We will try and read it out on the show. Of course, there is still a backlog, but we love you if you ever send us an email. You can also send us DM, follow us on Instagram at comealongpondpodcast. Like I say, DM us. Bloody... Use it to get updates about the show, fun little stories, quirky little things. That is where you'll find us most of the time. We are on Twitter, come along DW. Generally, we just post there when we have an episode up. We're not very active, but if you tag us in things, we might reply, and we'll try and interact with you. We also have an incredibly strong TikTok. That is also come along Pond podcast, and on there we post little clips, silly little videos, stories when the episodes go up, and we reply to comments unless you're a dickhead. In that case, we don't. Other than that... Stay beautiful. Instantly. It's been very lovely talking to all of you at home as well. Thank you so much, guys. No, thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, um, well, I we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, guys. And gay, guys. Bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.